0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Tuesday. Made it almost to the end of August so far. So I'm not going to jinx it by uh, saying I told you so to those people who said I wouldn't live this long to see September of 2022. But you know who you are. I'm not there yet, but I feel good. Feel good. Two days away from college football. Now, if you're a Purdue fan, you got two days. Indiana, you got three days. Kentucky, Louisville, you got four days. We're there, man. Labor Day weekend coming up. No show on Friday, playing in the uh, inaugural Big X golf scramble at Elk Run. Still some spots available, a couple. If you'd like to get a team together, it's $30 a man, $120 a team, Elk Run Golf Course, thir- um, 9 a.m. Shotgun Start. Just go to Big X Scramble at Yahoo, no, Big X Scramble at gmail.com. There you go. And register your team. But I'll be there signing autographs, $10 per autograph. If, uh, you know, I don't know, if you're really pretty, you're a really pretty girl maybe five dollars for an autograph i can't go i can't go below five dollars uh you can sweet talk me down to five it's tuesday august 30th Eminem m cartage hotline is open 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation 384-1450 thornton's text line open as well 502-414-1450 Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's each week. One lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, hot dogs, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member. Become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's REWARDS to 80313. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I am playing golf Friday. I'm not just there for my normal autograph session. I like Pete Rose, you know, John Daly, just trying to make some extra cash, just trying to make, make the people happy, make a little extra money play a little golf, have a good time. This is going to be a tough – now, I'm soft, okay? We know that. We know that. I'm sort of fragile. But I didn't want to play in this scramble because I'm going to the Purdue-Penn State game on Thursday night in West Lafayette, 8 o'clock kickoff. So best case scenario, best case, home at 2 a.m. That is a three-hour game and a three-hour ride home from West Lafayette with no interruptions, no overtime, no rain delay, lightning delay, no long game, no uh, trouble getting out of the parking area. I love going up there. Uh, I've gone up each of the last two years for a regular season game. It's great. It's fun atmosphere, good tailgating people. Um, yeah, I'll probably buy another Purdue hat. Why not? You only live once. Had a couple of good games. One they lost, one they won. Went two years ago, and they lost to Minnesota. And the quarterback and Rondell Moore got injured on the same play. Same play. And I thought, I'll never be invited back. But I, I was. Went last year. They beat Illinois in a bit of a slugfest. Not a high-scoring affair. So this is the rubber game this year, Purdue and Penn State. Penn State, by the way, is three-and-a-half-point favorite there. We'll talk some more spreads, point spreads as the uh, as the afternoon rolls on. Bats back in action tonight. So anyway, I gotta I'll be home at two a.m. best case on the golf course at nine a.m. and then have Saint X Male football, a rematch of the six a state championship game, Friday night. Uh, we will not be on the Big X because of Indiana football. We're moving to 94.7 FM, WFIA, if you need the call letters, for uh, that game. So busy week, busy weekend, but as Tony Burke said to me when I said, do you want to play in this golf scramble? He said, you can sleep when you're dead. That's two death references in the first nine minutes of the program. That's not good. You got to get off of that. Anyway, bats and Indy tonight at uh, Slugger Field. Start a six-game series. 7.05 is the first pitch. 6.35 pregame with Nick Curran, Jim Kelch right here on the Big X. Mark Stoops still being silent. I went off on a bit of a rant yesterday. We'll see what Scott Satterfield, the Louisville head coach, has to say as he is right now in the middle of his game week press conference, his first game week press conference of the year. The Cards travel to Syracuse for a Saturday night affair, a conference matchup. I saw this. I was going over some uh, gambling advice and gambling numbers. Do you know who has the worst (laughs) of the current head coaches in college football? The worst August-September against the spread coach is Georgia Southern's Clay Helton. Now he did it at USC mostly, but he's six and fifteen against the spread in August and September games. Georgia Tech's Jeff Collins is seven and thirteen. Third on that list at six wins, eleven losses, and I'm not telling you what to bet, Indiana's Tom Allen. Not good. Not good. Week 1 point spreads that have moved the most in Las Vegas. TCU at Colorado. The Horned Frogs opened as a a 7.5-point favorite on the road at Colorado. They are now an 11-point favorite. Notre Dame at Ohio State. Buckeyes opened at 14. They're now 17 over the apparently non-fighting Irish. Army at coastal Carolina coastal Carolina at home was five and a half that's down to two and a half so a lot of money coming in on the Black Knights and here's the one that caught that'll catch your eye Justin and I talked about this yesterday Miami of Ohio at Kentucky the Wildcats opened at 20 and a half they are now down to 17 and a half actually I think I even saw a lower number on cbsports.com yesterday, I thought I saw 16 and a half. but I'll have to uh, I'll have to verify that while I'm stalling for time here playing on my phone. Yeah, 16 and a half now. Now part of that is Chris Rodriguez officially out, not going to play, not on the depth chart. Mark Stoops won't call it a suspension, which is what it is. He just said these certain number of players are unavailable in the opener, and he will address it the following week. All right, if you know how many games this guy's going to sit out, just tell everybody. He's not going to play against Florida. He's probably not going to play in week three. That would be my speculation. Week four? Week four seems like a weird time to bring him back, although it is a home game, Northern Illinois. He's not playing against Youngstown State in week three. So maybe at Ole Miss, week five, first time we see Chris Rodriguez, if we see him at all. Maybe he's not addressing this because he doesn't want to tell the fan base Chris Rodriguez is no longer a part of the program. He's not going to play this year. I don't know that. And Jordan Wright, the linebacker, who had 40 tackles last year, not on the depth chart, unavailable. I'm doing, I'm doing the air quotes here. Unavailable. He's suspended. He's not hurt. If they're hurt, they tell you they're hurt. The coach tells you they're injured. Unavailable tells me nothing, except you don't want to tell me. That's what it tells me. You don't want to tell your fan base. The people who pay for these season tickets, they're the ones that should be upset. And I heard Matt on his show say, look, the only people that are upset here are, are the fans when you're talking about Indiana football. But it's the same thing everywhere. They pay the salaries of these coaches. They do. I remember I've, I've been at games at formerly Commonwealth Stadium where there were 10,000 people there, man against the Vanderbilt, two bad teams. And it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You got to do what's right by your fan base because they will leave eventually. They will get to the point where they've had enough of the nonsense. I go back to Bob Knight. It's a a, um, salty conversation when you're having it with an Indiana fan. But Bob Knight could do anything he wanted while Indiana was winning. And Bob Knight couldn't do anything he wanted once Indiana started to not win. Started to not win Big Ten championships and go to Final Fours. All of a sudden, hey, we're not going to tolerate that abusive behavior. Well, you tolerated it for years. Now you're not going to do it. And Mark Stoops needs to be careful here. Fans turn in a hurry. In a hurry. Look at Aaron Boone with the Yankees right now. Oh, my gosh. They're 78-51, and got a seven-game lead. Fans want him out. They're not winning enough. Or they won too much earlier in the year and they got spoiled. And I know New York fans are different than any other fans. I get that. But Mark Stoops, got to be careful here. Got to be careful. Because people don't need too much information, but they want the truth. That's what they want. Fans want the truth from the head coach. And sometimes the truth hurts, and sometimes the truth makes the coach look even worse. But they pay your salary. They want the truth. We'll check in on Scott Satterfield because he's having his presser today. A lot of people loving on the cards here. I'm not one of them. I'm pulling for the cards. I'll be at the home games. I'll be pulling for them for sure. I want them to get to a bowl game. I'd love to see Ed's prediction come true 9-3. and That'd be great. I just don't see it. It's sort of the same roster you had last year. And you've lost some wide receivers, some really good wide receivers. Whether Alabama tampered or not, by the way, they did. You've lost a lot. Oh, we got all these starters back on defense. Yeah, you do. They're the same guys who didn't play great last year. Are they better? I hope so. I certainly hope so. But... I got them five and seven. I'm not going away from that. I do have them beating Syracuse. By the way, Syracuse is now favored. Drum roll here. Syracuse is now a, I'm sorry, underdog, four and a half point dog. So Louisville was three and a half. They're now four and a half. That's good. That's good. I hope that means I'm right. The last time Louisville went into Syracuse and none of these players were on the roster, to be fair, they put the Orange put up 54 in the carrier dome. Yikes. It was a while back. Cards have won two in a row at home against Syracuse. So let's don't get let's don't get crazy. But it is a conference game on the road. And those are always difficult, and they always seem to be more difficult at the beginning of the season. Conference road games, and I don't care if it's Kansas or Vanderbilt or pick another terrible team, conference road games are not easy. That's why I like Indiana on Friday. Even though Illinois played great on, uh, on Saturday, they were still playing Wyoming, and they were at home. They put up a lot of points. They looked crisp on offense. But I don't know how good Wyoming is, or I should say I don't know how bad Wyoming is. Illinois was a double-digit favorite. They won convincingly. But it's a conference game in Bloomington. Indiana's a three-point favorite. I like Indiana. Oh, did I give away one of my picks for uh, Thursday? By the way, the... um, Six pack, unsponsored six pack, will be uh, Thursday this week because no show on Friday, and it will include the Indiana game. It will include the Purdue Penn State game. It will include Kentucky Miami of Ohio, and it will include Louisville Syracuse. Got to be fair to the people. Got to be fair to the people, and let me say this also about this Indiana Illinois game. Hoosiers, better win. You better win. You're not going to go over because you got Idaho State, or I'm sorry, you got Idaho on the schedule. But if you lose to Illinois, you could win one game. Ah, oh, you're going to, We're going to beat Western Kentucky at home. They beat you last year. Yeah, you're probably going to beat them, but they beat you last year. Well, we got a revenge game at Cincinnati. All those studs that they had are gone to the NFL. That's a road game at Cincinnati. Mm, wouldn't count my chickens, although I did pick Indiana to win that game. At Nebraska, that looks a lot more winnable after what happened in Ireland on Saturday, that's for sure. All right, got some NFL news. Jimmy Garoppolo, surprisingly, is going to remain with the 49ers. We'll talk about that. Will the Ravens and Lamar Jackson get a contract figured out before the season starts? The uh, NFL's cutting down to 53 today. This, this is it. A lot of guys are losing jobs left and right. Some baseball news, and Serena is still playing. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage Highline open 384 1450 to join in on the conversation 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well. To get your text into the show at 502 414 1450. Scott Satterfield, Louisville coach, in the middle of his first game week press conference. Here's what you don't want to hear your coach say uh, This schedule is one of the toughest in Louisville history. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Maybe that's true. I mean, I thought last year's schedule was the toughest in school history. Now this one is. Whew. Went six and seven last year. And now this one's tougher. I mean, at Central Florida, difficult. I get that. Um at Kentucky on the you know, non conference, I get it. South Florida, you should beat. I'm going to go ahead and say Florida State you should beat. James Madison at home? Uh, I don't know about the toughest. He also said we better be ready to go, conference game. I want to hear him say we are ready. We cannot wait to hit somebody else. We've been hitting each other in camp for a month now. We are ready as ready can be, we are going to go to Syracuse to the, in that dome and we're just going to we're going to get after it and we're going to be physical and we're going to knock some people around. I don't want to hear him say that's a tough tough place to play. Um better be ready to go. Okay? Are you ready to go? I want to hear yeah, we're ready to go. By the way, Texter says, I got a tip for you, John. Give up golf, enjoy the extra money, and free time. Yeah, you're probably right. My handicap is, it hovers around 23, 24. Um, And my golfers, I've got probably one handicap. One guy's probably about a, I'm going to go eight or ten. Handicap, but then there's me, and then there's Tony Burke, and then there's Slugger from Ottoman Park. Tony's better than Slugger, and I. Slugger's better than me, but not, nothing great here. I had a guy lined up who was a who was a scratch golfer, and he bailed. I was going to win this scramble. I'm I'm in it to win it here, or I was. Now not so much. But uh, by the way, it's Big X Golf Scramble at Yahoo.com. I want to get that right. Still a few spots available. a man, $120 a team, 9 o'clock, Shotgun Start, Elk Run Golf Club, this Friday, September 2nd, Big X Golf Scramble, that's one word, Big X Golf Scramble at yahoo.com if you'd like to register to play. There are just a couple of spots available. I think Justin said we had 26 teams as of yesterday, 26. I'm good with that. That's a lot of that's a lot of crowded greens there at the beginning. Right? It's a lot of crowded greens. All right, NFL news. Uh the 49ers are keeping Jimmy G. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But both sides did what they had to do here to keep him on the roster. If he was still on the roster after tomorrow He was going to be due $62 million guaranteed. So the 49ers were not going to keep him on the roster at that number. Worst case, they were going to cut him, say, go find a job somewhere else. They've been trying to trade him. He had shoulder surgery in the offseason. He hasn't been in camp all training camp long. He'll show up today, and you're going to see guys going, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, they – Oh, you're staying here. Wow. Okay. So the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo agreed to a one-year restructured contract. He will make $6.5 million guaranteed this year. He is the highest paid backup quarterback in the league all of a sudden. He also can earn roster bonuses of $500,000 and a playing time bonuses up to $9 million. So he could make about $16 million this year if all goes well for him and some goes poorly for the starting quarterback, Trey Lance. But it's a great insurance policy. Because keep in mind, even though the Niners drafted Trey Lance, I think second overall, maybe third with with a very high draft pick, and they intend him to be their quarterback going forward, we still don't know if he can play in the National Football League. If you remember his senior year, which was the COVID year, at North Dakota State, he played one game. They, They set up one game. Their season was canceled, but they set up one game so that Trey Lance could perform against another team in front of a television audience and in front of scouts and NFL personnel. And he didn't play well in that one game. There's a lot riding on Trey Lance here if you're the 49ers front office. Now, who won this? Did Jimmy G win? Well, he took a, you know, huge pay cut. But I think the 49ers won here. Because you got an experienced Super Bowl, Super Bowl participant, backup quarterback. Remember, he took the Niners to the Super Bowl. He has a no trade clause and a no tag clause. The 49ers cannot franchise tag. Jimmy G, which means at the end of this year, if he's not traded to someone he agrees to be traded to, he is an unrestricted free agent. He can go anywhere he wants for any amount of money he wants. So let's say devil's advocate. Trey Lance is terrible. First couple of weeks. He's awful. And the 49ers say, look, he's not ready. we got to put Jimmy Garoppolo back in there. And Garoppolo plays great and takes the Niners to the NFC Championship game. All of a sudden, he's a free agent. He can go anywhere he wants, and there would be teams clamoring for Jimmy Garoppolo. So advantage Jimmy G there. But it's also advantage 49ers. Because if Lance doesn't work out, or if he gets hurt, they have an experienced backup. A proven backup. You hear all he does is win. Well, really all he does is not lose. All he does is keep the team in position to win football games. That's what they should say, but that's too long to say. So people say all he does is win. He's got a great winning percentage. Now, he could be traded this season because, let's be honest, there's 32 teams. There are going to be quarterbacks on good teams, on teams that expect to make the playoffs, that get hurt somewhere along the line, whether it's week one, week five, week eight. There will be a quarterback or more that gets injured and is out for the year. It happens all the time. And if you're desperate, if you're – I'm going to pick out a team here. If you're the Los Angeles Chargers, right, and your future quarterback, your quarterback for the foreseeable future, Justin Herbert, goes down with an injury, heaven forbid, then you call the Niners. Hey, we need a quarterback. Our backups, they're not going to take this team to the playoffs. We need a quarterback. And all of a sudden, the market for Jimmy G is a little bit higher. The payout back to the Niners to get him is a lot higher. Because let's say the Chargers are 5-2 and two when he gets hurt. Now we got to go get him. We got to pay whatever it takes. We got to give the Niners whatever draft choices they want here because we got to get a quarterback. So Jimmy G goes to a spot where he's going to start. He's going to try to lead that team to the playoffs and beyond. And he's also got a contract where he's a free agent at the end of the year. Advantage Jimmy Garoppolo advantage San Francisco as well because they're going to get back draft capital, personnel more than they would have gotten had they traded him during the offseason. Now, this could also happen. Trey Lance plays great and we never see Jimmy G touch the field. Trey Lance plays like a top draft pick that he was. He leads the Niners to the playoffs, he doesn't get hurt, and Jimmy G Stands on the sideline like he did in New England for so many years with Tom Brady with a clipboard in his hand. And at the end of the year, he's a free agent, but nobody's seen him play. Nobody's seen him play since the shoulder surgery that he had in the offseason. And nobody saw him play in this preseason because he didn't report to camp because the Niners were trying to trade him. So it's been a long time. It's been a long time since anybody's seen Jimmy G throw a football, at least at the end of this year. If Lance plays well and stays healthy, stays healthy, it will be a long time at that point since we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo even pick up a football. We've seen him do a Subway commercial, but we haven't seen him pick up a football. I think it's a win-win for both teams here. We're the Niners. We still got a starter. Now we got a quality backup. We restructured the contract so we're not paying him sixty million. At most, we're paying him sixteen million. And Jimmy Garoppolo says, "Okay, I'm a backup. Something happens, I go in, I prove myself. If they want to trade me, I have to approve it in the middle of the year." I mean, if uh, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, and Jimmy G doesn't want to go to the Packers, but the Packers want him, he doesn't have to go to the Packers. He doesn't have to go anywhere he doesn't want to go. Now, I would say most places, in fact, I would say any playoff contender, he would go because he'd bet on himself here. I'm going to go, and I'm going to take this team to the playoffs. If Aaron Rodgers were to go down, yes. Well, maybe they stick with Jordan Love, but if if they don't think Jordan Love is ready and they want to go get Jimmy G for the rest of the year, I think he goes because he does have the opportunity to prove himself. He wants to play football. But you don't want to go to a bad situation. If Davis Mills, yeah, Davis Mills gets hurt in Houston, you don't want to go to Houston. You're not going to win any games in Houston. Right? You're just not. Giants, same thing. Commanders, same thing. There are some bad teams out there. Texter says, best job ever, NFL backup quarterback. Yep, he's not right. I mean, he's not wrong because everybody's favorite player is a backup quarterback. When your team gets beat, if you're a Steelers fan and Mitch Trubisky comes out in uh, week one and lays a turd, right, they would be clamoring for Kenny Pickett because the backup quarterback is the favorite player on the team to the fan base. Any loss, it's the quarterback's fault. Get that backup in there. If Aaron Rodgers goes 0-2 in Green Bay, fans will be clamoring for Jordan Love. That's just the nature of the business. And, by the way, you're making some decent coin if you're a backup quarterback. And when you're in practice on Thursday, you're not running the scout team. The third team quarterback's running the scout team. You're not getting hit. You're taking reps with the first team just in case the starter gets hurt, and you're not getting hit. It's a great job. All right, the Ravens-Lamar Jackson, the situation, one day it feels like they're miles apart. The next day it feels like they can make an agreement at any time. Lamar Jackson is going to command more money than Kyler Murray at Arizona because he's an MVP. He's won more games than Kyler Murray. He's been around longer. The Ravens are going to have to pay him. He needs to get an agent. You can't keep having your mom be your agent. You can have your mom make you Chunky soup, but you can't have her be your agent. You can't. And I think eventually he will, especially if he doesn't get signed before the start of the season, which is less than two weeks away. But he's going to get more than Kyler Murray. He's not probably not going to get Deshaun Watson money. The reason Deshaun Watson got that money from Cleveland is because he didn't want to go to Cleveland. They had to overpay him. They had to. And ridiculously, they did. And now he's going to miss, what, 11 games? Ah. <sighs> but Ravens, they're going to have to pay up. Whether he gets an agent or not, they're going to have to pay up. And he's going to command more than Kyler Murray. If I'm Baltimore, I want to get this done. Get it done. Get it over with. I worry that the Ravens are thinking, yeah, he had that great year when he won MVP, but he's just not going to lead us anywhere. He had 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions last year. That's with Hollywood Hollywood Brown on the team. He's no he's no longer there. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, this is this, you know, you don't want it to drag on. And it feels like it's going to drag into the regular season. Uh, Hard Knocks tonight, 10 o'clock, HBO with the Detroit Lions. I know the Lions lost to Pittsburgh, but um, look, you know my feeling on Hard Knocks. Best, Best NFL show there is, by far. And I can't wait for Hard Knocks in the regular season, coming in November with the Arizona Cardinals. Could be great. But the first two weeks of Hard Knocks and now this one coming up, fantastic. Dan Campbell. If you weren't a Dan Campbell fan or didn't know anything about the head coach of the Lions before this show, you're a Dan Campbell fan now. 430 today is the cutoff. Teams have to be down to their regular season roster of 53 players. And here's what happens a lot. We're going to cut you, bring your playbook. Hey, we're going to bring you back. Don't worry. We're going to put you on the practice squad. We're gonna put you on the practice squad. And if you're a rookie or a young guy that's uh, you know, trying to put food on the table, you take those practice squad. Those practice squad jobs pay about quarter of a million a year. About two hundred and fifty grand for most of them. That's not chump change, but if you make a roster, then it is chump change. Lynn Bowden, Miami, let go today. Former UK Wildcat, been in the league two years. He had a good camp, but you know, Miami's got Tyreek Hill now. They've got some stud receivers. They got the young kid uh, from Alabama whose name escapes me that played great last year. So they're loaded at receiver. I think Lynn Bowden will catch on somewhere, but this is this is uh these are life-changing things for a lot of these guys. Because sometimes you're cut and guess what? Nobody picks you up. Now you got to go find a real job. Now you gotta go home and tell the wife, hey, honey, uh, you might need to go to work too. Yusuf Corker, the Kentucky defensive back, cut by the New York Giants. And Josh Rosen, one of the backups in Cleveland at quarterback, a former first round draft pick, cut by the Browns today. All right, we'll take a break. Major League Baseball, Albert Pujols. Unbelievable. We'll talk about him, Aaron Judge, and much more. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke will join me tomorrow in studio for the John and Tony Dog and Pony Show, which happens most Wednesdays. We'll get some college football picks out of Tony as well tomorrow. Uh, Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash at Thorns Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member gets $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Two steps here. Open your Refreshing Rewards app. That's step one. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's step two. You are now entered to win. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce Bottles, Hot Dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, Large Doritos, many more at Thornton's using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's the Thornton Summer Cash Bash going on now. Not a Refreshing Rewards member. Become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's 80313. one three. All right. saw a great stat this morning. August 29th, 2001. 21 years ago, yesterday, Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open, Albert Pujols hits a home run, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichette all got a hit that day. Fast forward 21 years to yesterday, August 29, 2022, Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open, Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Kaven Biggio, and Bo Bichette all record a hit in a Major League Baseball game. Just weird, weird stuff. That's all. Pujols unbelievable. Pujols needs six home runs now to reach 700. He needs two home runs to tie Alex Rodriguez for fourth all time. He hit his 694th home run last night in Cincinnati, opposite field. Now, it barely got out. It would have been a home run in one ballpark in the major leagues. Great, and I use the term loosely, great American ballpark. That's the only place it would have been a homer. It's still a homer. The uh, Cardinals beat the Reds 13-4. to 694 now for Albert Pujols, and 450 different pitchers that he has hit those home runs off of. That is a major league record. Fountain of youth, I guess. And Reds pitching. That doesn't hurt. They got the Reds uh, for another game or two. Then they got the Cubs in Wrigley. He might get 700 by the weekend. With those two pitching staffs, I hope he does. Here's hoping that he passes. And I'm a Cub fan, alright? But I'm also an Albert Pujols apologist. Again, I've said this about Brady and LeBron. A lot of people love to hate on greatness. I appreciate greatness. I appreciate Tom Brady. I don't pull against him. Just because he's playing against my team. Same with LeBron. I I do not like the Lakers, and the fact that he wants to hang around until Bronny and and his other son Bryce, I think is his name, can play with him in the NBA, if they're even good enough, I think it's uh, borderline ridiculous. I mean, sure, who doesn't want to play with their son? Ken Griffey Jr. played with his dad. They hit a home run back-to-back for the Seattle Mariners. Everybody wants to, but are the Lakers all in on this? Lakers are bad enough. They're bad enough. They want to get Donovan Mitchell in there now. They got Patrick Beverly in there. But you're still stuck with Russ Westbrook. You're still you still got a, a very, very fragile Anthony Davis, and you got LeBron James, who is not getting any younger. Are the Lakers going to buy in to the LeBron? and his sons all on the same team concept. But back to baseball. I love greatness. I appreciate it. And I love watching Albert Pujols. He can't run from first to third on a triple. He can't. Neither can Yadier Molina. But they're in first place in the National League Central. By five games or more, they're going to go to the playoffs, it looks like. And part of the reason they're going to go to the playoffs are three 40-year-old guys or older, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. Those guys are the are reasons, along with Goldschmidt and Arenado, I get that. But those guys, without those guys, they may not be a playoff team, and especially the way Pujols has played in the month of August. He's been unbelievable. And I hope he continues. I certainly hope he gets three more home runs before the year is over so that he can pass Alex Rodriguez on the all-time home run list. And if he gets to 700, fabulous, fantastic. He needs six to get to 700. Aaron Judge now needs 12 home runs to break the Yankee all-time record, which is, of course, 61, Roger Maris in 61. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. He hit his 50th last night, but the Yankees lost again in Anaheim to the Angels, 4-3. The Yankees are 9-17 in August. And I mentioned this earlier, the haters are out. The Aaron Boone haters are loud and boisterous right now. They were nowhere to be found early in the year when the Yankees were on pace to break the Mariners' all-time regular season wins record. They were nowhere to be found. But man, this this August has brought them out in droves. The Yankees lost 2 of 4 in Oakland over the weekend. The A's are 48 and 81. The Yankees lost the opener to the Angels last night in Anaheim. The Angels are 56-73. and Yankees just not playing good baseball. I mean, it's that simple. They've had a couple of injuries here and there. Stanton's back, but Judge hasn't been hurt. LeMahieu hasn't been hurt. They've got guys that haven't hit the ball like Hicks, Aaron Hicks. They brought up some young guys. Josh Donaldson, a little bit long in the tooth. He's not hitting at all. Garrett Cole hasn't been great on the mound. He's, he's the he's second highest paid pitcher in baseball behind Scherzer, and he's not been good. They traded Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals. He's only been great since he's got to St. Louis. For Harrison Bader, an outfielder who was injured when he got to the Yankees and hasn't played yet. A lot of this is Brian Cashman, who's been around forever as the GM of the Yankees. He was there with King George. This is a a tough stretch for the Yankees. And the guaranteed AL Championship Series participant that the New York Yankees were a month and a half ago, that's no longer the, the, the case. That is no longer the case. Houston is sitting in the catbird seat. They just keep winning, hanging, you know. Good pitching, Verlander gets hurt, all right, we'll put somebody else in there. Jordan, Jordan Alvarez hasn't hit in a few weeks, that's okay. We still got Bregman, we still got Gurriel, we still got Altuve. You know, we're we're fine. That, Astros just take care of business. And the Yankees, I watched a little bit of that game last night. When they get behind, they pucker, they tighten up. And, and you feel like, oh man. Because, and I've said this all year, they're out there to hit home runs. Those guys are not swinging for opposite field singles. Guys that should swing for opposite field singles, like LeMahieu and like Donaldson and like Aaron Hicks, Glaber Torres, they're not. They're swinging for the fences. And they're striking out a lot more than they're walking these days. They're pressing big time. The Tampa Bay Rays, who didn't play last night, are within seven games of first place in the American League East. The Blue Jays are within eight games. So this division, which we thought was over in mid-June, early June, is not over anymore. The Yankees are struggling. And I have very little faith in them. Other than Aaron Judge, I don't have faith in anybody in pinstripes. As I mentioned, Judge hit number 50 last night. He needs 12 to break the Yankee record held by Roger Maris. And this would be a great story. This would be a great story had they just been able to play 500 ball in the month of August and still have a, you know, 11 to 13 game lead in the Eastern Division. Had they done that, then we could really focus on the greatness that is this Aaron Judge story as he chases Maris down with a month to go. But it's not because all the Yankee faithful are talking about, and I, I as I said, I watched some of the game last night, Michael Kay, David Cohn on the broadcast, all they're talking about is what's wrong with the Yankees. Not what's great with Aaron Judge. What's wrong with the Yankees? Dodgers-Mets start a three-game set tonight in uh, in Queens, in New York. This could be a preview of the National League Championship Series. I think it is a preview. Like, I know the Braves are playing pretty good. Cardinals took care of them over the weekend. Um, and they're within, I think, three games. But, you know, I still think the Mets – with Scherzer and DeGrom, they're going to win enough games to stave off the Atlanta Braves. So the Mets, Dodgers, going to get those first-round by or the wild-card buys in the playoffs, and I think they meet in the National League Championship Series. It's not set in stone. It's baseball. Anybody can get hot. The Cardinals are hot right now. The Braves can get hot. I get it, but man. Mets Dodgers, they've been really good all year long. Really good all year long. And I am looking forward to that series. Uh, not Shea Stadium. What is it? City, City Field. City Field tonight. I am really looking forward to that one. Texter says, uh, have the Lakers talked to Dr. J lately? Yeah. Why not? I would be willing to bet Dr. J can still dunk a basketball. I'm 58, which means he's uh, late 60s, early 70s. I'd be willing to bet he could still get up dunk a basketball. He's Dr. Jack. And he might be able to play more games than Anthony Davis in L.A. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. See you then. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on The Big Act.